Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode 76. I'm your host, Derek, as always, and we are back to talk about Choose Your Own Apocalypse in State of Decay 2. This is an update that just came out a couple weeks ago, and we talked to Jeffrey Card recently about the patch notes that came with this and all the fun changes that came with this, but we actually didn't talk directly about the new Dread and Nightmare Zones, so that's kind of what we're doing today. We're talking about the Dread and Nightmare Zones directly, but before we get into that, I have a couple of news items, as always, at the top of the show. Our next stream is going to be this Sunday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern on the original Borderlands. Uh, in my community, we've been having a chat and a vote about games I might be covering coming up this year. And one of the games that I might cover this year is Borderlands 3. So this stream is going to be sort of a test for the Borderlands franchise to see, you know, how that stream is received and if people are interested in me covering that. So we're going to stream the original Borderlands on Sunday. Try that out a little bit. That's going to be Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience. And then our next podcast, which is going to be Saturday, April 20th, that is going to be on Generation Zero. I've already streamed Generation Zero three times now, and I did a preview podcast on it before it came out. Now it's officially out, and by the time you're hearing that podcast, I'll have gotten some playtime with it. It'll be like three to four weeks old at that point, so it'll be out for about a month. And I'll at least have a little bit of a better sense of what the game is, a little bit of a better sense of, you know, what the mechanics are and things like that. So I will uh, have a better opportunity to talk about it to you guys, so... That's going to be Saturday, April 20th, will be that podcast on Generation Zero. But that's basically the news we have for today, except one other item we're going to talk about after we introduce our guests here. We do have two guests in the line here with us today. So we have a returning guest. This guest is making their fifth appearance today. They were last heard on episode number 72, which was the one-year anniversary podcast. They did a little segment with me on that. And they also had three other full episodes. Please welcome back to the podcast, Maris. How are you, Maris? Hey, Blaze. Happy to be here again, I guess. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to have you here. You know, you were kind of a uh, last-minute guest here because uh, we had some cancellations, but I appreciate you coming back on short notice. Happy to help, as always. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you aren't here alone today. We actually have a guest here that is making their first appearance on the podcast. This is someone I've wanted to have on for a while, but... The topic never really um, made sense or, you know, we never got the timings worked out and now is a perfect opportunity to have them on. This is a Twitch streamer that has been a part of a lot of the Undead Trials and the K-Fest events and they're a good friend of mine. Please welcome for the first time, Big Red. How are you, Big Red? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to have you on. You know, I've been wanting to have you on for a while and I'm glad it worked out this time. Yeah, me too. So welcome to the podcast. But guys, we do want to talk about the next upcoming event. I know you've both been a part of several events in the past, and we actually have another event coming up. You know, um, Maris has been hard at work behind the scenes with me planning this, with along with our colleagues. And Undead Trials 4 is coming back on Tuesday, April 23rd. So I'm really excited for this, and I'm excited to have, you know, the community rally behind this and, you know, compete again. Oh, yeah, yeah. this will be exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. I was super excited when I saw the post about it. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we're kind of revealing some of it today because basically when people are hearing this on Saturday, registration will be live. It's supposed to go live actually the day we're recording this. So registration is going to be live and people can actually register now. And um, a little bit about what the event is. Some of the things haven't been decided yet, but some of the stuff that we can reveal so far is the competition is going to be in teams of three. 
It's going to be back in the base game again. So Undead Trials 3 was in Daybreak. This one will be back in the base game. And each team member will have a solo event. And then they will have to earn points in a team too. So basically how it's going to work is, say Morris, Big Red, and I were all a team. On day one, Big Red would do his event. It would be a different event than everyone else. On day two, I would do my event. And then on day three, Morris would do his event. And all three of us would be earning points towards our team point total. And then on day four, we would get back together as a team and have a team event. And then essentially the team that pulls together the most points total is going to be the winner. That's awesome. I can't, I can't wait. I'm definitely getting Gucci gang back together with, uh, with Peachy and uh, Beats and Buttons. That's what I'm doing for sure. I, I think that'll be fun. You know, and, uh, Do you like the format <laughs> with you know pulling the points together like that? Yeah, I definitely do. Will it be like... Will we get to choose what individual event we do, or will it just be assigned to us? Um, it's going to be assigned because basically each day is going to have a specific event for that day. So, like, for example, say we brought back Morris's Roadrunner Challenge, which we're not saying whether we are or not yet. But say we brought that back, one day would be the Roadrunner Challenge. So everyone competing for that day would do the Roadrunner Challenge, for example. Very cool. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Morris, oh, yeah. do you have any comments to add to it? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm just wanted to confirm again. Uh, I'm not participating as participant, but definitely will be refereeing and checking and seeing how it's going on. So, still excited as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know, get those uh, events ready, and you know, you're a great ref. So I can't wait to see you ref again as well. You know, you oh. usually end up refing for me just because we're available at the same time of day. So maybe you'll be my ref again. <laughs> oh yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'll have to bribe you under the table again. Yeah, as usual, as usual. You know the price. I knew you were. I knew you were bribing. <laughs> this is why I never win. I have no money to give to Maris. That's why. But let let's not tell to others this. Okay, let's keep it silent. All right, got it. Well, basically, Big Red. I, I figured, you know, when he beat me in Undead Trials Two, I had to start bribing him after that. I'm like, I can't let this happen again. You know, even if he's bowing out of the events, I still gotta, you know, make sure he at least you know supports me a little bit. So completely understandable. <laughs> but yeah basically you know um everyone individual person's only gonna have to compete twice so you know big red yourself or if you're getting that same team back together beats or peachy you're all only gonna have to play two times overall because you're basically gonna have your one solo event and you're gonna have your one team event so we're debating uh still behind the scenes how long those events are gonna be but you know say your solo event was an hour, two hours, whatever it is, you'd have that one solo event, and then on days four and five, the team would get back together, and you'd have your team event. Sounds great. going to be awesome. And then I'm not sure on prizes yet, but um, any potential prizes are not determined yet, but uh, if you follow Twitter and Discord, everyone, then you can find out about potential prizes. That's one thing we haven't shirt up yet, but that will be uh, hopefully figured out soon. So, you know, everyone stay tuned, and... It's going to be a really fun event, so that's going to be Tuesday, April 23rd. Registration is live now. If there's a link for registration at the time of this recording going live, I will try to put that in the show notes. So definitely look in the show notes for that, or look in the show notes for the Discord for Undead Trials, and you can join the Discord there and find out more information there. So I'd really be happy to have everyone join this, and hopefully we get a lot of teams. You know, I'm going to be excited to compete against you guys. I will be competing again. I might not have the same exact team as last time, but um, we'll find out what team I have. So it should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, sure. Just uh, rem- when, when you are paying, just uh, remind me what's the new team's name and 
So it's all cool. <laughs> yes, it's not going to be the same team name because that team name apparently can't be used on stream titles. So, <laughs> <laughs> sure. so I'll have to have a different team name this time. <laughs> hey, uh, if you're allowed to bribe, am I allowed to choose what prize I get? Because I really need those legacy boons and I can't get them on my own. So in nightmare mode. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So you want your prize to be like, you know, people help you get boons? <laughs> yes, or just give them to me. Hack it and give it to me. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> I don't want to earn anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a funny prize. You know, you can just, okay, your prize is you earn the services of, you know, three-time champion fall down for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, we're going to need more than two hours, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting prize, though. You know, like, all right, you get to pick, you know, three people from the community and you earn their services for one night or something. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to look into that prize in the future. <laughs> but, anyways, you know, we're here to talk about some Choose Your Own Apocalypse. You know, we just had Nightmare and Dread Zone come out, and these are two new modes that are here for the game that Undead Labs released. These on. 326, so it's been out for about two weeks now. Have you guys had fun in these modes so far? Absolutely. Yep. I uh, I did give Dread a try this week, and uh, that was very doable, and Nightmare's been absolutely insane, so I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, the, the Nightmare is totally insane. I haven't tried the Dread uh, yet, but well, I need some time more because of all the organizing and stuff. Uh, I'm missing out some some gameplay in State of Decay. Yeah, I mean, Dread I haven't tried too much. I got a chance to try it for like maybe, I'd say between an hour and two hours I probably tried it, so I didn't try it that long, but um, I've been playing a lot of Nightmare, and Nightmare is so much fun. It's so intense, and I really love Nightmare, you know. Dread, I've heard, if you're not as experienced, I've heard Dread is even very difficult as well, so you know, it really depends on your play style and how much experience you have. Yeah, I think on the Labs nailed it uh, pretty good, um, having two difficulties for fully experienced uh, streamers and, and experts in the game, and for casual players as well, to tune up uh, in two different uh, levels. I think that's pretty nice. No, I agree for sure, and you know, as it says on the Undead Labs official posts here, basically they describe it as Dread zones are described are designed to offer exciting new challenges to experienced State of Decay 2 players, and nightmare zones are grueling endurance tests for truly hardcore players. And I think that's a great way to put it, how they put it here, because dread zones, if you're you know you have a decent amount of experience, that could still possibly be challenging for you. And nightmare zones, you know, that's just for the you know really crazy people like us three. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Um, I think the greatest thing about nightmare zones is that there are certain things that sometimes you just can't do. Like in a standard zone, you could run into, like even the worst thing you can run into, you could probably get out of if you had a really experienced and like well-crafted player. But in Nightmare, there are just certain things like giant hordes or juggernauts or whatever that you just can't deal with. Like I've had to sneak around juggernauts because there's just there would be no way of me getting out of it alive. So Yeah, definitely. And like kind of like you say, one of the biggest differences for me is Back when standard was the only thing we had, I used to just charge right in towards everything, you know, juggernauts, ferals, whatever it was. I would be like, screw it. I'm just going to charge right in and you know, take it out or play cards, anything. I just charge right in. But Nightmare, it's actually made me, you know, stop and think for a second. Wait, I, I don't really have the resources to deal with this. Maybe I should just run and hide for a second. And for resources, I believe you mean I don't have enough people to sacrifice, right? <laughs> 
Well, I didn't mean people as a resource. I bet more like bullets, you know, maybe grenades, maybe meds, things like that. Because, I mean, you really have to be prepared for Nightmare Zone. So, you know, some situations I'm like, yeah, that's a really giant horde over there. I'm just going to, you know, kind of stay over here. You guys can just, you know, keep on walking and I'll, I'll just stay over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Some some new tactics and, and approaches are uh, in, the, in the game. And, and that's absolutely nice. Absolutely. And... I don't know if, uh, Big Red, you've had this experience at all, but I've definitely found myself playing a lot more stealthy than I used to and kind of, you know, sneaking around a little more. Yeah, I'm playing, like, as stealthy as I did when I played the first State of Decay game because it was my first, like, horror game, so I was terrified. And so, like, I didn't I didn't walk anywhere. I snuck everywhere I went because I didn't want to get spotted by anything. That's basically what I'm doing now, like, just sneaking around and trying not to draw any attention to myself. Yeah, that's kind of how you have to do it, I think. And, you know, uh, the actual stealth skill actually has a lot more value now because that stealth skill is going to be really useful to you where you can, you know, you can just crouch around the map and actually go faster. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to, to just, I, I can't picture the end game when, when the full community and all the boons are there and, and all the skills leveled up to maximum. I think my question is, I'm not quite sure if this playstyle changes that drastically or you will be sneaking up until the end of the game. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it really depends on what type of community you're building and what your goal is. Because for me right now, I'm still trying to get all the boons. So until I get all the boons, I'm going, kind of going more speedrun style where I literally just go, okay, here's some play cards. Let's take out these play cards. Here's this. Let's go do this. Like... I'm going speedrun style right now because I'm trying to get all the boons, but once I have all the boons again for Nightmare, I plan on actually building a community in Nightmare from the ground up and kind of, you know, keeping those people alive, which oddly enough, you know, going speedrun style, I still haven't lost anyone yet, but I've come very, very close at some points. Yeah, that's that was my first experience with Nightmare was I thought, all right, I'm just going to start in the community and get the boons so that my forever community or perpetual community, whatever is, will have them for the future. And, uh, well, they all died tragic deaths. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it's fine. We, we had funeral processions for all of them. So it's the herd is gone, but, uh, they were all dear characters to me, but I basically was like, all right, that's my taste of nightmare. I feel like I'm more experienced with it now where I could probably give it another shot, but I'm going to give it, a little while to see. And have you lost anyone yet, Maris? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, now that you are saying you haven't lost, I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> but yeah, I, I had, I actually had only two, two sessions in, in uh, Nightmare Mode, both of them in, in the in event, and, uh, but that means eight hours of playtime, and I think in both of, of those, I have already two people lost one in each so yeah it's it's <laughs> quite challenging yeah no I, I still haven't lost anyone yet i mean i've had several very close calls you know there was one i can remember that i basically would have been dead no matter what if a, a friend didn't save me so luckily a friend in multiplayer actually saved me that time so i would have had one death but that was oh. the closest time i had <laughs> oh so you are cheating with multiplayer oh that doesn't count mate <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, if anything, Nightmare just made co-op a lot more necessary. Yeah, it's it's like easy again. Got Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, the 
And I was also thinking about the bonuses, not only when someone joins to you, but when you take your uh, community members and level them up with someone else. Uh, there's a lot more uh, need for the call play for sure in, in this uh, difficulty levels. Absolutely. And kind of like if you're doing the speed runs like I'm doing, you know, it's definitely a lot more useful to do that because I remember on release day, I had a crew of myself, uh, Arky Games Cast. Fall down, go boom, and then Max from my community and all four of us. It took us to the full four hour mark to actually finish the first legacy. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I definitely have to get help for my for getting the legacy booms. I I think I might be able to do it myself, but it would just be easier if I had someone like Fall Down or Blaze Maris or Scar or somebody pop in. Probably go a lot smoother. I, think- I mean, if you want to be really cool, you know, you could be like uh, Maris Fallout Girl and I, you know, and take out. 14 play cards in one hour at the end of that last stream. Yeah, it's it's not that I don't want to be cool. It's, it's that I can't. It's, it's it's impossible for me at this point. I'll see no. I'll see if I get there, but no worries, you'll get there. We'll be waiting for you. Uh, but yes. yeah, my approach currently, I think I'm I'm the slowest because of the time I I can. Uh, afford to, to, to play the game uh, but I think I will go the slowest possible mode which means on my own without any help I'm not even calling any any radio I have there's a possibility to actually hire a um, red talent agent and that helps as well you, you know what I mean but I think I will try to do like without any absolutely any help at all I don't know how much time it takes but well We'll see. Yeah, I definitely respect that, too. And, you know, I think that kind of play style is something I might try after I get the boons. But basically, I, I'm setting out to just get the achievements first. And part of getting the achievements is getting all the boons. So that's my first goal is, you know, knock out all the achievements. Once I knock out all the achievements, then I'm going to do other play styles like that. Oh, achievement hunter. I see. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not always an achievement hunter. For this game, I am. This game, I have to have every single achievement. I can't not have achievements. So. <laughs> Understandable. I will say I never really cared about achievements until I started streaming because I just that's my competitive side. People are like, oh, I have this, this, and this, and I was like, well, I want this, this, and this. <laughs> so I would just that's that what that's what got me into achievement hunting as well. Yeah, for me, like I'm sort of a you know casual achievement hunter. I would say because basically I only achievement hunt in games I really love. So if I really love the game, I have to have all the achievements for it. But if I don't love the game that much, I'll be like, eh, I'll get whatever achievements I get. You know, kind of like that. But State of Decay 2, I love the game so much that I have to have every achievement. So anything they release, I have to get the achievements for it. So, But we did talk a lot about Legacy Boons, though. So we should mention that a Legacy Boon must be earned in either Dread or Nightmare Zone before you can use it in Dread or Nightmare Zone. So basically anyone that has the Boons in Standard Zone right now, you have to re-earn them in Nightmare or Dread Zone. And that's kind of what we're talking about here with earning the Boons, because... We all have the boons in Standard Zone, but we don't have them in Nightmare Dread yet. So we have to re-earn them in Nightmare Dread to use them in that. So, like, for example, say you earn the Sheriff Legacy in Dread, you can use that in Dread, but you can't use it in Nightmare yet. So ideally, what you want to do is ideally you want to earn it in Nightmare. That way you can use it in Nightmare, Dread, or Standard. But obviously that's easier said than done for a lot of people. Yeah, I've been going back and forth on whether or not it's worth the hassle. Just because the only, like, I love the trader boon but the only one i really like is the builder boon because it gives you free water and power um and i guess it would like at this point in my community it would free up an outpost slot and like 
free up a um, large base slot because I have a solar array giving me power. But other than that, it's not doing too much to hinder me. So I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth on whether, whether I need them moving forward, you know. I mean, I think it's going to be useful to have them going forward, but... You know, you can obviously play through anything without boons. Just it's useful to have it just to kind of, you know, make your life easier, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're definitely useful for sure. I'm just thinking uh, what, what you just said about um, having those boons on Nightmare. But if you want to complete, you you will have at one point anyways level up from Dread to Nightmare. So there's no point of delay this <laughs> Nightmare experience. I, I just... I'm just thinking, if you want to fully get all the achievements and everything, so at the end you will end up in Nightmare getting those boons again, so why not start there already? True, very true. That's kind of how the way I looked at it too, I mean, because I don't want to play through and get the four boons on Dread, and then play through and get the four boons on Nightmare, I'm just like, screw it, I'm going all in, I'll just get all four on Nightmare. However long it takes, I'll get all four. Yeah, the main the main point I'm getting, of course, everyone uh, plays the level they want to, and it's all good, but... Um, I'm saying that le- having those boons on Dread helps, like zero helps uh, for the Nightmare. So there again, you are alone without anything. So that's the thing. It's, it's yeah, you are just making it longer for you. Yeah, I, what I would suggest to people is I would suggest doing it like I did and getting the Warlord Boom first. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people are going to be like, well, you should get the Builder first. Most cases, yes, but if you're trying to get all the boons on Nightmare, like I'm trying to do, it's actually best to get the Warlord first, because then when you play through the other boons, you actually have those free guns and grenades with you. So you have free guns and ammo, free grenades with you. You have all that those materials that you can use to help you get the other boons. So it's actually best to get the Warlord first, because then you have some extra stuff to help you in your other playthroughs in Nightmare. That is actually very smart. I did not think about that. Um... Just because I was so focused on just getting the two that I need, the trader, and or the two that I would use long term, but that's a good, a good plan, I think. Yeah, because like the builder, everyone thinks to get that first, but because the builder is the most useful. But if you're trying to get all the boons, I mean, the warlord helps the most at actually obtaining the other boons because getting builder, I mean, all that really does to help you get the other boons is it makes your morale a little better. Say trader, all that really does is it helps you get a base faster. You know, say sheriff, all it really does is get you a little bit of meds, like. The only one that actually helps you towards getting the other boons is the Warlord one. Yes, but I would... Let's agree to disagree a little bit here. <laughs> uh, no matter what the goal is, either it's getting boon faster or anything, there's always in parallel is keeping your community safe and in the Nightmare and Red Zones especially, the morale is the kind of problem. Let's say you are losing your characters constantly or or best anything you always will have to um, take care of your community and having water and electricity there definitely helps like all the time passively any playthrough right yeah that is a good point and it's actually a good segue to say um what it says here about dread zones from the undead labs uh post here is in communities morale is lower by default that you can earn some temporary round bonuses. Threat level is elevated, making sieges at your base more frequent and more dangerous. Some facilities cost more to build and use, and some radio commands cost more influence and may have longer cooldowns between uses. So, kind of like what Mars is getting at here, and what this post is getting at is your morale is actually harder to maintain now. So you have to, you know, think about that more and 
that's one of the first things I do when I start a community nightmare is I actually just go for rucksack. I try to get the rucksacks that I need, try to build up the stuff I need, and then I go on my speed run. So I can't actually start my speed run until like an hour and a half into the playthrough because I'm trying to get materials and stuff that actually build up my base first. Yeah, I definitely took the time when I did my was building up my nightmare base to make sure that I had like a strong foundation before I did anything. I think my like early on my morale suffered a little bit, but I think just using like the extra materials I had to really build it up uh, and take the time with it definitely paid off. It's paying off now uh, with my community and our morale, our morale isn't max, but it's um, enthusiastic or whatever the top one is. I think that's enthusiastic. Which actually, um, since you're talking about this part of that now, Big Red, refresh me for School of Decay. Your topic was somewhat similar to that stuff, right? So wasn't it like uh, resource management? Yes, it was resource management. How to uh, make the most of your resources that you have now and um, how to not waste them, basically. So I'm kind of curious, actually. How are you finding that now in Nightmare? Is that, are you finding that a lot harder than you did in Standard, obviously? It's well, it's it's just harder to go on runs, period, because the map is so there's resources are more scarce and there's just so much danger around. Like for me personally, I have a strict policy, especially in Nightmare, where if um, a character I have is injured, because um, I, I don't normally use up space with a first aid kit, I just carry some strong painkillers with me. Um, if if a player is injured, I normally take them back almost right away. Um, and switch them out with somebody else because I don't want them to be to be further injured. Um, so it's made it a little bit hard to kind of go on long runs. If I go out and I get caught in a horde, I'm inevitably going to get struck by a zombie um, at some point. And, you know, if I get struck enough times, I just say, well, you know, to heck with it. I got to <laughs> take them back to base and, you know, get a new character and then I'll go out on another run. But um, I will say, as I've gotten used to it, and I now I have a decent foundation of resources, I have been getting to that point where I do have the extra ammo to make the rounds that I need. I do have extra materials to make more spare parts. So um, I'm getting to a, a good place with it. And yeah, if I can add, I, I definitely know what, what Big Red is talking about, uh, uh, having those own rules, for example, I, I have a lot of them in my uh, normal play playthrough, like the same, I have never used stamina item whatsoever, and weapons, basically, I'm I'm just not using any ammunition, I'm, I'm like the hoarder, and in all that nightmare mode, it's not only the silence, but the, the rules, when you use the meds, when you start shooting, when you avoid, when you do the same stamina items, when you consume them. All that basically changed, at least for me, uh, so so I can survive. And I'm speaking just surviving, so it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think your entire playstyle changes and, you know, what you carry on you and what you look out for changes, too. Because I don't know about you guys, but personally, in Nightmare Zone, I always try to carry, like, a Molotov or, like, a soda can bomb. Or, like, I always try to carry some kind of bomb on me just in case, because you never know when there's going to be a giant horde that attacks you, and it's always good to have, like, okay, I have a soda can bomb, I can throw this out real quick, or I have a Molotov, I can throw that out real quick. So I always try to carry at least one explosive on me, just in case. Personally, my rate with lighting myself on fire with a Molotov is about 65%, so I <laughs> <laughs> I tend to um, go away from carrying explosives just because I'm no good with them, but uh, I also have, I think, 7 or 8 of my 12 characters have gunslinging 
Um, and as long as I have an energy drink or snacks on me, um, uh, and there's not two juggernauts or multiple ferals, I can take out whatever it is. I ran into yesterday on my on my run. I ran into a horde. God, there must it was the largest one I'd ever seen. It must have been um, like thirty plus zombies plus a few screamers and bloaters. And it was easy. It was difficult, but it was easy enough to clear out because I had gunslinging. So I think if you're moving forward, that that trade alone help you a lot. It's been a game changer for me personally. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, that the, makes sense. Yeah, the stamina items you mentioned. Yeah, as 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 long as you have stamina. So for me, what I definitely changed is I never carried around stamina items. So those are now in my backpacks always when, when I play Nightmare. Yep, and I yeah, I, I always carry stamina too. Stamina is really important to me. <laughs> yep. I also, if I'm going on an uh, especially long run, I try to take a vial of plague cure with me just in case in a nightmare scenario no pun intended uh they somebody gets um blood plague while you're out there yeah i've seen some people doing that i haven't done that too much personally just because i think you carrying the plague here around is kind of like me carrying explosives around you know i'm trying to be more uh preventative with my you know strategy and you're trying to be more uh, well if it happens i at least have the thing to solve it so yep exactly i've got so sort of it's a... kind of like it's kind of like opposite strategy but it still works other way yeah yeah exactly I'm always yeah. prepared, prepared for the worst case scenario. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and for the strategies, and just probably we can talk about a little more um, in in the podcast as well. But just wanted to mention that uh, what changed drastically for me is the time when I play with one one um, community member. I'm basically then changing out as soon as I I see some kind of injury or anything, and that happens quite fast <laughs> i'm just heading back to my um base and changing to highest health highest stamina member and i'm swapping them out basically i'm, I'm most of the time i'm just heading back and and, and forth from forth, from the yeah. house so yeah yeah and when you mentioned that too it actually made it to where the most important building to have in your base is an infirmary too now because you really need that infirmary too to make sure your characters are healed up you know I focus on getting an infirmary too before I get anything else. Like I don't even care about a workshop. I don't care about a garden, anything like that. I go, okay, make my infirmary. Next step, upgrade the infirmary too. Like that's the first thing I do at any base now because that is so much more important than anything else when in nightmare mode. Absolutely, I think infirmaries become. I mean, it, it was already my most important thing, but now it's like, all right, I need. Now it's even more. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Agree totally. But I actually thought of something when we were talking about explosives and, you know, these zombie hordes. I am i can't believe I didn't think about it till now, but uh, I was playing some Daybreak, you know, the other night. And I just thought of, you know, imagine bringing some minefields into the base game, setting those up, and then having one of the hordes walk through it. I want to try that out. Oh, yeah. That sounds fun. That'd be fun, yeah, <laughs> if you could set that up around your base. That'd be really easy if you had a... um if you had a zombie threat coming, that'd be a great thing to do. Like take that, That's true, take yeah, that thirty so. se- take that thirty seconds of space and just put them out, you know, around your put a couple minefields around your base. That'd be make it a lot easier, I'm sure. Yeah, because in standard, I never really used it that much. Because in standard, you, I didn't really have to. I mean, I could basically deal with anything anyways. But now in nightmare, it actually makes it so those minefields, you know, are kind of worth it. Like I kind of want to try that out now. You know, have like minefields all around my base or like. You know, see one of these giant hordes, like set up a minefield, lead the horde into the minefield. Like, it's it kind of be fun, actually. So I want to try that out now. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try that out afterwards. Sounds fun. But speaking of these zombies and zombie hordes, a lot of changes with these zombies now. So I'm going to go through some of those changes now. 
So in Dread Zone, zombies and freaks are more numerous, hordes are larger and more frequent, and some of them wear armor. Zombie attacks do more damage and cause more injuries. Zombies are no longer visible on the minimap unless your active character has a scouting skill. So basically scouting skill is worth more now. It's actually more viable. Zombies can hear your gunshots from further away. Zombies will spend longer chasing a noise before losing interest. Zombies no longer have your attention drawn to noisemakers if they have already spotted a human. So essentially what they're saying here is everything about the zombies is ramped up. You know, they can hear better. They can see better. They can spot you longer. You know, they chase you longer. They can do more damage to you. Um, you can't see them as much unless you have the scouting seal on the minimap. And there's, you know, bigger hordes. So pretty much every part of the zombies has been increased is what they're saying. Yeah. Thankfully, um, noisemakers were never really a part of my play style in the first place. So I haven't had to make an adjustment. But I do know some players who use them constantly. And uh, I'm sure that it's been a little bit of a they've taken a little bit of a hit because of it you know yeah the noisemakers i only ever use those on play cards sometimes like just to distract zombies at play cards that's the only time i ever use noisemakers okay then probably i'm the one you're talking about <laughs> yes <laughs> because you are exactly the person i'm talking about mary <laughs> i i love them especially because they are cheap if you're speaking about firecrackers and that's easy getaway tool was so far and now it's yeah it's it's problematic as zombies if if they t saw you and and you got the attention then nothing drives away so yeah it, it is a bit trouble <laughs> yeah i remember i saw you take out um oh god there was one of the uh the scent block mission where they send like a gazillion zombie zombies at you and you took them all out but you used a lot of noisemakers and now I, you wouldn't be able to do that. Oh yeah, it, it was kind of exploit because um, it, it just takes away all the attention and everyone just stands and freezes and looks at, at the firecracker while you take right. all the zombies down. So yeah, it, it was kind of too easy. So yeah, that the changes. And that's the, oh, from all those points, um, Blaze just uh, read, read out, it's, it's most annoying <laughs> that the <laughs> noisemakers change. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I, don't see listed here too with the zombies is you know how if you get on top of a car or something to kind of you know catch your breath like shoot some of the zombies around the car and stuff i don't see it listed here but actually one of the changes that happens now is if you stay on top of an object too long more zombies come to that object so basically if you stay on top of a car thinking okay well I, i'm safe here you're actually doing worse to yourself because more zombies are going to be attracted there yeah and I think you will find that line, uh, probably it's mentioned in Nightmare, and the l line reads like, when zombie can't get to you, and it's not only when you're on the cars, but even if there's a fence in between or something. So basically, if the zombie cannot attack, attack you, he will just make a noise and bring more zombies to you. So it, it's really important point you're mentioning here. Yeah, those, yeah definitely. those little mini zombie roars that the regular zombies do have caused me a lot of grief. Like... I feel like I'm running up to them like screamers now. Like if I see that they're about to roar, I'm like, I have to go take them out because it'll bring like two or three more zombies, but then they could bring more. Like, it's just like the, the fact that they can hear from a lot farther away now is, is troubling. <laughs> no, I agree for sure. And you know, some of these zombies are going to be blood plague zombies too. We haven't actually talked about blood plague yet, but that's a lot more deadly too. Some of the changes with that blood plague is more infectious and kills you faster. Plague hearts are harder to kill and drop more rewards. Plague hordes are much larger and plague juggernauts are on the loose, which we actually have those now, so it's awesome. The fumes from damaged plague hearts cause blood plague. So 
basically in Dread Zone, it's going to take a half hour for you to die from Blood Plague. Whereas in Standard, I think it was like several hours. And Nightmare, we haven't got to Nightmare yet, but Nightmare is 10 minutes. So basically, Blood Plague is a lot more deadly now. And every Blood Plague zombie, or God forbid, a Blood Plague juggernaut that hits you, it really does a lot of Blood Plague to you in one shot. And especially if it's a Blood Plague juggernaut, those can almost kill you in like two hits. Yeah, the first zombie threat at home that I faced, I think about four Blood Plague juggernauts showed up. Uh, I've not had one that crazy since, but um, by the end of that minute and a half raid, uh, three of my survivors had... That was your welcome to Nightmare. Exactly. He wanted to welcome you. Yep, that happened in the first 30 <laughs> minutes, and I was like, well, I am... I am effed. I am effed on this. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Th- those are the fun times when you are fighting one yeah. blood juggernaut and there's like another showing up and there's like uh, ferals coming and like, hell, game really hates me. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. So like if they if they slam, like when they do their big slam on the ground, it gets you halfway to blood plague. Like if you're at zero, it gets you to like 50% just with that one hit. It, it's so crucial that you stay away from jugs like before with regular jugs you could just i could go up and smack them around and it would be fine after a while but yeah that's what i'm saying too because i mean pretty much two hits they can almost instantly kill you because you usually you have a little bit of blood plague already when you like you know are fighting stuff so if you have a little bit of blood plague already imagine if you already had halfway to blood plague one hit from the juggernaut okay now you have blood plague second hit you're dead yep and I, I used to not waste bullets on juggernauts because I figured out, you know, you figure out the timing and you just sort of take them on with melee. But now I I try to do melee with them, but if I can't or if there's too many zombies around, I just waste the bullets and, and pump them with lead, basically. I mean, I used to even CQC juggernauts, but I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't tried CQCing a blood play juggernaut yet. So I'm a little bit nervous about trying that, but I will try it at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Better don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well you know maybe in undead trials that'll be like a little mini challenge where you can get some extra points oh, God. <laughs> i'm already not looking forward to gucci gang and our our second run to we get can it. have gucci gang okay gucci gang you have to see you see three blood play juggernauts go have fun <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> just, a, just a tiny sidebar did anybody happen to record our undead trials three three run in Daybreak, Gucci Gang? I mean, I was streaming, so it would have been recorded at the time, but I mean, it's probably lost at this point. Okay, that's probably for the best. I just thought we could use it as like a <laughs> what-not-to-do <laughs> type situation. Yeah, I can't remember if I streamed on a Mixer or Twitch, so I mean, it's probably lost at this point, because if it was on Mixer, they only keep those for like two weeks, so. Yeah, okay, well, it's, it's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> But beyond Blood Plague, there are some other dangers as well, and I'm sure you guys have faced these a little bit. We actually have Hostile Humans have some upgrades now. Hostile NPCs are more alert and aggressive, and this is in Dread mode, by the way. In Nightmare Zone, they have some different things we'll talk about afterwards, but in Dread, they have uh, more alert and aggressive. Hostile NPCs do more damage with their attacks, and Hostile NPCs can survive a headshot or two before dying. So, um, I haven't taken on a lot of Hostiles in Dread, but... I can say in Nightmare, they're very deadly, and, you know, basically in Dread, they should be, you know, pretty formidable, too. Yeah, I have not, I've been lucky enough not to run into any hostile NPCs just yet in my Nightmare run, um, and I'm very nervous. Oh, wow, you, you're missing out. I know, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, it'll be interesting, we'll, we'll see how it goes, I, 
uh, fighting the hostile NPCs was probably the closest I got to death in standard mode. Um, just because I'm, I wasn't a very quick shot at the time. But um, I don't know. I think if I have the right player, somebody with gunslinging, the right abilities, it shouldn't be too bad. Nah, I had a situation on stream just, I think, Tuesday I had a stream where I almost got one shot by NPC. So <laughs> it was his bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. You shot at me. <laughs> you will have fun. Be great. You will have fun when you meet your your uh, NPCs. And I, I'm I'm checking. Yeah, I haven't played and and as I mentioned, dread zone dread zone uh, difficulty yet. But nightmare. It's it's well, it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, they're deadly. I mean, I was stupid enough. Like it's one of those things where you had the there's part of the sheriff legacy where you have to like go talk to them and then they tell you, oh, we're not going to help you. And then they turn hostile. So I had to go talk to them first, but. I was stupid enough to talk to the person when there was all three of them standing in the same room. So I talked to them. They turned hostile and all three of them shot me at once. So I almost died. Yeah, I hate that mission. I hated that mission in standard mode. I hate it when it happens. You're you're in that room and it's like, they're going to turn hostile. Like, well, I, I, I'm trapped. Yeah. <laughs> Down out a window. Luckily, I had like another player too, a multiplayer with me. So I'm like, uh, guys, guys, help. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I basically just dove out a window. I'm like, I'm just going to dive out this window here and try to survive. <laughs> yeah, and, and as as funny as it is, uh, like far away from the reality, but uh, having uh, that that headshot and and still surviving is absolutely, I'd say, needful uh, needed because if you have this uh, gunslinging skill, then those three enclave um, players in normal mode was never a problem. It's just six clicks and, and they are gone uh, so so leveling up and, and making it a bit more difficult i think it's it was needed no i agree for sure and i really love the way the hostile npcs perform now and you know i'm kind of sad that big red hasn't experienced it yet. i, I kind of want to see him experience that now. oh uh when it, <laughs> Me too. When it happens Me too. when it happens you will know <laughs> <laughs> i'll get a discord message and be like oh wow you weren't kidding <laughs> what's the record for um losing all 12 members of your community <laughs> like, what's the what's the record for that? We we should because I, I think I would probably. I think it. you'd probably have to talk to Jeffrey because they probably lost about that much at the end of last stream. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Which I know he's listening to. So hi, Jeffrey. Yeah, they're gonna come after us now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he in his defense though, he's not the one playing. So it, it's always you know the guests in the other chair that's playing. So they're always basically destroying his entire community. <laughs> I I do not like right now with my nightmare mode. I've actually um, I know we talked about co-op mode and everything, but for right now, I've just sort of shut it out to the outside world. Like I just want the challenge of like doing it alone, and like because I, I also I cannot focus when I'm like playing with other people, and I need to focus when I play nightmare mode. Yeah, you definitely have to focus for that. It's kind of like playing Daybreak where you really have to focus. Yeah. But the last bit of change we have for the Dread Zone specifically is scavenging, which we talked about a little bit earlier. There are fewer resources and items to be found in the world. Some of the sites in each mass have been completely looted before you even get there. There are fewer vehicles on the map. The vehicles you do find are more likely to be changed, damaged, or low on fuel. And collisions and zombie attacks do more damage to vehicles. So the biggest thing for me is uh, the vehicles now. The vehicles definitely feel a lot more, you know, uh, I guess, destructible than they did in standard. Because in standard, you can basically do whatever you want and... Unless there was some kind of like weird glitch, you, you're pretty much safe with your vehicle. But I mean, now in, in these modes, you know, you just 
you hit a rock, and it's like, oh shoot, my vehicle's about to die. <laughs> yeah, well, in in normal mode, it always the the only thing you need to be aware of with vehicle was juggernauts. Everything else was just yeah, right. run through and it will be fine. But yeah, now it's it's changed for everything. Yeah, even in our uh, demolition derbies, we had an undead trials too. Those took forever sometimes because you know, I, Maris, I remember you actually finished off the finals with the Demolition Derby, and that even took you guys a little while, because in standard mode, you know, those vehicles have a lot of health to them, but imagine if you did that same Derby in Nightmare mode, that wouldn't last that long. Oh yeah, and and especially, thank you for mentioning this, this, this haunts me in my nightmares, but... Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> that, problem. <laughs> that on the trials, basically, I lost just because I scratched a little bit with with my car, uh, Juggernaut, because it, it entered our, our uh, Demolition Derby, and I touched it, and when I touched it, my car basically broke down uh, way way worse, and and that's how how I lost. So, yeah, it's, it changes now. Hopefully, for for demolition derbies in, in nightmare yes. mode. I, I apologize for the bad memories. You know, I have some bad memories then too. So, uh, <laughs> oh, good. I, I had a lot of mistakes that in the trials at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh no worries. <laughs> but you know, now we're finally at the point where we have some nightmare zone to talk about. So. Basically, these have all the same challenges as Dread Zone, but there's some added challenges where uh, the Legacy Boons, again, you have to complete them in Nightmare first if you want to use those boons in Nightmare. Community members actually consume more food daily now. Standing and experience gains are reduced, and facilities cost much more to build and to use. So this is actually something I've experienced, and I don't know if you guys have you know, paid attention to this too much, but especially the facility costs to like build and everything it actually takes so much longer to build facilities now so like you want to get something done it's like oh wow this is taking forever and then the standing your people game it actually takes them a lot longer to become heroes yeah oh yeah yep and i it took me forever to get my base started just because i was i was building like everything at once but um it took forever it was and, and facilities cost a lot more for sure. Uh, and just just to give you guys perspective, how much we are talking, uh, you know, there's a limitation uh, when the resources you have too much, then then they are lost. Like uh, it's twenty for this base or something, twenty five. And when you have almost full your materials, you use almost all of them for just one facility or one upgrade, and then you. Again, you, you are almost at zero and you need to... Exactly. Yeah, because most full. of the upgrades, almost oh, yeah. every upgrade takes 12 materials. That's crazy. Like, basically, it's half your, half your materials in one shot. Yeah, it's it's uh, quite quite more than you expected. I, I for, for example, I thought it's like, I don't know, a few more materials, but now it's like insane amount. And, and keep, keep in mind that those um, materials are, are not as often found, and sometimes the, the, the sites are fully looted. It's, it's quite annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, when I started my community in Nightmare, I brought them over from a standard zone. So I did have like extra materials to build everything up, but it, it took a lot more than I anticipated just because the um, cost to build them in the standard mode was obviously lower than it is in nightmare mode. Yeah, definitely. Because in standard mode, I mean, I never really worried about it because like materials, you know, you can find like eight rucksacks of materials, you know, like just, you know, walking 10 feet. It felt like that's kind of what it felt like in standard where you can just find materials anywhere you wanted. But now in nightmare, like kind of like Mara said, they're a lot harder to find now. So materials are really at a premium in nightmare. Yeah. And it, it leads to the point where you actually need to think through what you build, what you upgrade, in what order. Because between those, exactly. those buildings and upgrades, there will be quite a lot of time. So you need to plan carefully. And, and that's kind of why I said earlier, the first thing I always do is build the infirmary. 
Second thing I do is upgrade the infirmary. I don't even worry about building a garden or workshop until that infirmary is level two. So I always use this as my first two moves because getting that infirmary two is so important that it's my first two moves right there. Mine as well. Yeah, same. And let, let me highlight one, one additional, uh, how to explain, uh, this experience gains, which was kind of odd in my opinion. Um, let me explain the background because usually in games, uh, there are some kind of benefits for leveling up your difficulty. In many games, it, it gives you more loot or better loot or something like that. And we know for sure that in, in, um, state of decay, the loot is reduced. So the question I had in my mind is what's the benefit uh, for me to play harder difficulty? And I thought, just, just a thought, even if the resources are reduced, maybe, obviously, the, the, the community members, they are playing in way harder environment. So logically, it would require to take less time to get experience. But nope. And the lab's like, yep, you get less experience as well. Like everything is worse. Like not a single bonus. Yep, yeah, the, the only benefit of Nightmare is that it's just a, a much greater challenge, which I love. Um, I will say, though, the one thing I will say is like kind of a benefit is influence is super easy to get now. Oh, yeah. Influence, you can get influence like crazy now because they up the influence for everything. So play cards, you get more influence. You know, ferals, you get more influence, yep. everything. I, so I influence is actually pretty easy to get. I don't think they uh, they tuned up the influence itself, but you are just killing way more and you're fighting way more and you are helping it and you are doing just way more and more uh it's not like running around doing nothing. No, they but... did up it actually though, because Ferals, for example, in standard gave you twenty five influence. Now they give you fifty. Juggernauts oh. used to give you fifty. Now they give you hundred. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they doubled the influence yeah. for everything. No, at least something. Yeah. So it does help at least. I mean, basically, you're walking around with like a pile of influence and like you know, no cars, no gas, but you got a pile yeah. of influence though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And ju- just wanted to mention also about this experience uh, again. It, it hits me really hard because I tend to, whenever I'm, I'm, I don't know, speaking with someone or I have a phone call, I took my um, my community members and just run around my base and level up at least stamina, easy as that. Now I, I remember when I had a call with with Undead Labs before a stream and I was running ar- around the house. I don't know for. 12, 20 minutes, something, and still not a single extra star. I was like, seriously? <laughs> it takes that much? They know your tricks now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, they're getting wise to your tricks, Maris. You got to, you know, come up with some new tricks now. Oh, yeah. Just, just, you have to play way longer to get all those skills updated. Exactly. And I will say, too, I think we mentioned it, at, you know, early in the podcast, but. These radio commands, you know, you get like these DLC commands, like if anyone joined that mix pot where you got all the uh, pre-order pack cars, all these commands where you can get like, you know, free cars, free supplies, you can still do those, but they actually up the cost of those. So, for example, if you want like um, the Burninator, the Pyrohawk, you know, the cars you got from the Independence Pack, what used to happen is you used to get one of those free per playthrough. Now you have to actually pay a thousand influence for the first one, so you don't get a free one anymore. For example. Yeah, I um, I think I'm the only person I know that didn't get those radio commands or those like special DLC things. I'm I'm not sure why. It might have just been because I was on vacation, but um, I know like tons of people got them, and I for some reason don't. Oh, you didn't enter? You had to enter the contest. Oh 
No, I, I guess I must have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. If you haven't entered the contest, you don't get the prize. It, it makes some what, sense. Were I you think. not listening to me earlier? I don't want to earn anything. You need to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, right. Yeah, basically what it was is um, on the 26th when the game, uh, when the update came out, they had for a week long where you could actually watch Undead Labs channel on Mixer and all you had to do is watch their, their channel on Mixer anytime within that week for 15 minutes. As long as you watch for 15 minutes, you were entered in. And there was 19,000 packets, packets of like, you know, all five cars given away. And, you know, so basically with 19,000 giveaways, you're almost guaranteed to get one. So all you have to do is watch for 15 minutes, Big Red. And you well, thanks for making me feel worse about it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you're most welcome. We like to do that here. You know, it's nightmare. It's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Just 15 minutes of your time, you would have. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was on vacation in Florida. But, so you can ju- I, I I was off Twitch. <laughs> that's all I will say about that. <laughs> but this is on Mixer though. You could Oh, that's Mixer. right. Mixer, the place where you stream. Yes. We'll we'll get into that debate another time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think they still might have some extra codes, so you know, there might be some codes given away at some point, so you could possibly still get it. So, you know, anyone else out there that hasn't gotten it yet, um, there's probably still a chance, because I believe they saved some codes for giveaways, so there might be some codes to give away after. Uh, yeah, if you could just give me a lesson in bribery, maybe I'll be able to get something from... Or, you know, I, I haven't heard this yet, but hey, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe in Undead Trials 4, that's going to be one of the prizes you get, you know, the car packs in case you have Ooh, that'd so, be nice. Yeah, so, you know, if Gucci Gang wins the whole thing... If, I, if I cared about the prize, I wouldn't be using Gucci Gang. Sorry if any of Gucci Gang is listening. <laughs> <laughs> they might. I love I you all. <laughs> Beats shows up to the stream a lot, so <laughs> he might listen. <laughs> But in Nightmare, we actually had some extra changes to zombies, too. Zombies are even more likely to inflict injuries. There are significantly more freaks and whores in the world. Zombies have an extremely long memory for where noises come from. Zombies that can't reach you draw more zombies to investigate, which is what we were talking about before. Streamers draw more zombies when they scream. Bloaters, streamers, and ferals can travel in packs, which all this is just crazy, you know. I think one of the things that is really deadly for a lot of players now is the feral packs. I don't know if you guys agree, but those feral packs are crazy. Yeah, if, if you have gunslinging, feral packs aren't that big of a problem. But it also helps to have scouting um, because you can't see them on the map otherwise. So it's good to like use that to locate them. If you have gunslinging and scouting, though, it's not too big of a problem. But if you don't, I could see it being terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... As, as Undead Labs is, is also listening to the podcast, I think I'll give them idea how to actually ruin <laughs> the gameplay for everyone. Is they change the how uh, ferals act, so they are uh, avoiding avoiding cars when you try to hit them. That's absolutely brilliant. But they took away and they are not awaiting if you aim at them. So if they introduce it back, then those feral packs will be absolutely most hated thing in the game. Or, you know, you could just, you know, not use a gun at all and just, you know, melee them the whole time. That'd be I'm, kind no, of fun, right? I'm no, nowhere near brave if, enough for that. 
<laughs> if they if they will uh, avoid your your gun gunshot, uh, then th- th- trust me, you will have to melee them. That that's the, that's the thing how it will go. Right. <laughs> no, I I meleeed some, but I haven't made a whole pack before because meleeing a whole pack of ferals that's kind of you know a little bit suicide possibly. But yeah, yeah, you should try. You should try, man. <laughs> well, I've noticed that they often. Like bloater packs and feral packs tend to travel near each other. At least on my map, I've noticed that they're often in the same area, uh, which can cause a lot of problems. Like even if you can take out the ferals, if you're not paying attention to the bloaters, you could get caught in a really bad situation as well. Yeah, and those screamer packs we didn't talk about either, but you know the screamer packs are a lot of fun too because you know they're basically like a choir. They just all sound off together and draw a giant horde to you, so that's first, really fun too. Oh yeah, those. That was the first thing I ran into <laughs> in my nightmare run was a pack of screamers, and I felt so smart because I was like, all right, I I don't have gunslinging, but I can take out just take them out one by one from a distance. So I took out one, and then I was kind of taking my time, and then all of a sudden, both of them just go up for their fallen friend and lure <laughs> a million more zombies to the to the area. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is actually one of the awesome things. If you have two of those packs, I I think doesn't matter what kind of combination, but when you have two of them, it actually makes some quite interesting, let's say, tactics. What you do, how you how you engage. If you take screamers down, or you await ferals, or if there's a bloater, it's it's so intense. And and I'm we are I'm speaking just uh, for the moment. You are ignoring the little zombies, the casual. And if you throw them, I don't know, the pack of blood plague zombies or or even armored zombies, oh boy, the the fight is <laughs> quite intense. Yeah, don't even. Yeah, I'm glad you actually mentioned that too because we didn't really speak about it much. But I I could be alone in this. Maybe I'm not. But honestly, I think the armored zombie packs are the most deadly thing because you can't just you know quickly pop them with a shot or anything. You have to actually go around the back of them. You know, take them out one by one. Or you have to like throw a grenade out, but you have to deal with them in a different way. You can't just you know automatically pop them all in one shot. So I think the armor hordes are probably the most deadly. Thing yeah, that is straight up. That's the only thing that I straight up run away from are the packs of armor zombies. Like if I see more than three in a pack, I'm like, well, because the thing is you can't you can't go around them anymore and do the um like stealth attack or whatever without getting hit by another zombie normally, and so it just interrupts the attack sometimes, and so it. It's it's almost impossible to take out a whole pack of them. I just run them. That's the only thing I'll run over with my car is a whole pack of armored zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a way to do it. Though. It's quite annoying. I found it way too often happening when when I try to insta kill um, down zombie or from the back, and then it's the animation is almost ended, and one zombie just a little bit scratches you, and it's no, no, both of them are alive, and you have to start over this insta kill. It's so annoying. Yeah, it is. And that's kind of why, you know, I carry uh, grenades and stuff around with me because, you know, if you run into an armor horde like that, okay, well, I have a soda can bomb, you know, I have a grenade. Like, if you have those kind of things, then at least you can deal with those situations. And that is honestly why I always try to carry one explosive with me. Even if it's only, you know, okay, a crappy explosive like a soda can bomb, that's not really the best explosive. But For a competent explosive user like you, that probably works very well. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it sounds. No, it's it's my my problem is again I haven't figured out uh, if I'm right or not fully, but those soda cans and and I've seen someone shooting 
weapon without silencer in nightmare mode i think you are in in in, in full fight you are losing and and using the soda uh, soda bomb uh, soda can bomb it gives you a little bit extra space but you will draw way more zombies and actually you're making it worse for your fight it's my current thinking of of does it attract more zombies or you're just postponing uh, your death anyways? Honestly, I haven't really seen it attract more zombies, but that also can't really be taken as gospel because for me, I'm usually, you know, throwing a grenade or something to try and get out of a bad situation. So usually when I use explosives, it's okay. I use the explosives. Now I'm out of here. So I don't stick around long enough to find out what happens. Oh, it's for running away. Then probably, yes, it makes sense. But if you want to win that fight or you need to save, uh, I don't know, the enclave or, or, or your, your other, uh, community right. member, then the, yeah, the, the making noise is always a problem. <laughs> right. Or if it's like on a play card, then taking out the play card will automatically destroy the zombies around it. So in that situation, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. This is only like a slight sidebar. It is about explosives. Has anyone, Throwing a Molotov cocktail while standing directly in a doorway. I probably have without knowing about it, but I never really pay attention too much. Why? Uh, it's not a bug. Something? It's just a, a poor move on my part to stand in a doorway because your arm go you, you normally throw it on an arc, and so it just hits the door frame and oh, <laughs> turns your player into the Human Torch. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> just wondering if anybody else has done that. Clearly, it's just me. <laughs> No, I haven't had that happen, but I will tell you that um, the independence pack weapons, you know, that pyro launcher, the first time I ever used the pyro launcher, I basically shot at a zombie right next to me, and I didn't realize that it had, like, the recoil of fire that it did, so I shot at the zombie right next to me, and then I caught my character on fire, I'm like, oh, well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was my first experience with the pyro launcher, is basically catching myself on fire, so... If that makes you feel better God than America. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great experience. <laughs> exactly. My character is not happy with me, but you know, I'm like, hey, you, you can walk it off. Yeah. You can walk it off. Don't worry. <laughs> of course, the difference, though, is, you know, when Big Red did, it was probably a nightmare. When I did this, it was in Standard. So in Standard, it didn't really Oh, me much. throwing the Molotov cocktail? Oh, no, that was like several yeah. months ago. I just... <laughs> Okay, there you go. You're good then. You're yeah, good. yeah, exactly. Well, well. <laughs> but if you do that nightmare, though, that's, that's a bad idea because that's going to attract zombies probably. You know, you're exactly. I'm glad control. that I've gained enough experience to know I should just put the explosives down <laughs> and leave them for other people to use. Yes, yeah, so you can leave that exactly. to Richie said. <laughs> but yeah, we did talk about, you know, Blood Plague already, but in Nightmare, Blood Plague is even worse. I did mention that it only takes 10 minutes to kill you with Blood Plague and Nightmare, and then Blood Plague is even more virulent, and Plague Hearts are more abundant. So you actually have, um, I think, like, 15 is the minimum, and it can have, like, up to 17 or 18 Plague Hearts in a map, I believe. So somewhere around that number. So you have a lot of hearts per map, and the Blood Plague is a lot more deadly. So... You know, basically, it, it takes a long time to uh, get through those hearts, or if you have a great team like, you know, Maris and I had, then you can get through 14 in an hour. Yeah, that, um, I've definitely, well, like I was talking about earlier with that first zombie threat at home I had, where I had three people who had blood plagues. One of the guys was my, one of my favorite survivors was a minute and a half away from getting blood plague. I had to, like, I had to look at him and, like, run him to the locker and get him. Thank God I, ha I made plague cure before I left 
for the nightmare zone. Otherwise, I would have lost three players right then, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely catches up on you fast because I don't know if you remember during that stream that we're referencing, but um, both Follow Girl and I actually caught Blood Plague at one point, but luckily we had some Blood Plague already stored up. You know, we were prepared for it, and we just used the cure. We were on our way. So, you know, if you're prepared, then it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. I see a lot of people preparing right now for Nightmare Mode rather than playing it right away, and I think while that may be not as much fun, it is uh, definitely the smart way to go. Yeah, uh, I think it's good to have, you know, several Plague Cures at least in your locker, that way you can be prepared that way. But like, I don't ever carry them with me too much. The most I'll ever do is like, maybe I'll carry one in the trunk of a car, you know, just if I really feel like, okay, well, this isn't going to end well, maybe I'll just carry one. Like, say there's, you know, four play cards all together. I'll be like, well, I'll, I'll put a play here in the trunk of the car just to be safe. But I usually yeah. don't carry too much on me up for it. Oh, yeah. The, the preparing stuff that, that in my vocabulary, it means cheating. And it's not for me. <laughs> But yeah, we have another thing here. We have the hostile humans that have some, you know, different uh, updates for Nightmare. The hostile NPCs do even more damage with their attacks. Hostile NPCs can take even more headshots before dying. And hostile NPCs have a chance to headshot the player, bringing them near death. And this is kind of what I was talking about, where I got in a situation where I got headshotted and I was like, very very close to dying you know maybe one or two more hits I i'd like hit. to see um one thing i was kind of thinking about when i thought about this npc thing was um i'd like to see sort of like they have in like the fallout games where you have like a charisma trait or something that can help you negotiate yourself out of bad situations so it'd be cool to have like a survivor that has a trait where they just have like a crazy amount of charisma where even if somebody's about to become hostile you could say you know sweet talk them or whatever and prevent yourself from getting shot uh just because that's my only thoughts on it because i have no idea how to deal with these players except for <laughs> just shooting the heck out of them and trying you know my best to headshot them i guess yeah about the human players i, I don't want to spoil for anyone probably also for for mm -hmm. big red you too you will have your experience <laughs> but it, it's just way different than normal game because normal game one shot doesn't matter of the caliber weapon anything basically you just look at the enemy's head and put something there and, and it, it falls down and it's, it's, right. it's done it's done basically it it's not the case not in the dread zone not in the night right. nightmare so yeah <laughs> you will see you'll <laughs> yeah see. i'm sure you'll like it and especially if you don't fight them one on one, but you try to fight them, you know, like three on one, it, it's not going to end that well for you. So try to single them out and, you know, try to draw them out like it's one on one. <laughs> yeah. two, two things, two things to remember. Yeah. One headshot in the enemy's head will not end that, that, the life. And second is, uh, I think it's random, uh, if enemy one shots you you in the head, which means at any given moment, at any given time, doesn't matter how much health you have, you can drop down right away uh, to knockdown uh, state, which means if another damage you receive, you're, you're out, you're done. And I think it can happen um, at any moment. It can be the first shot the enemy shoots at you. It's, it's, I think it's random, some kind of, it's mm -hmm. called a critical. So, yeah. Yes, basically, Big Red, all you got to do is just, you know, dodge out of the way. Of I, yeah, so I got a couple people with that, the Matrix so. trait, so it should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going go, to so. ask you, have you seen Matrix? <laughs> right. Yeah, use one of those. Easy. Yeah, just use that guy. You know, you should be fine. And then you can just go right back at him. 
<laughs> yeah, I really can't wait to hear about your first experience with that. Yeah, so I can't wait. Let me know when you have it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I can yeah. see the excitement on your face. <laughs> but the last category for Nightmare is scavenging, which there are even fewer resources and items to be found in the world. Many of the sites in each map have been completely looted before you can even get up there. Vehicles are even rarer and tend to show up broken down and out of gas. Guns are more likely to break or jam. And this is definitely all true, um, especially the vehicle part. I have never once found a vehicle in Nightmare yet that is, like, actually repaired or, like, has gas in it. They're always like, oh, it's already smoking white. Oh, it has no gas, too. Like, all the vehicles are always, like, in really bad disrepair. So, like, if you find a vehicle, it's like... Well, I found a vehicle, but it, it needs work on it. Yeah, I have not run into a single vehicle that has not been smoking. I think they're all just, basically, they're all broken down. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you'll have, like, a drop of gas, and it'll be like, oh, I have a drop of gas. I can go to right, the yeah. gas station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I once I found a car that I needed only to fill up with the, with the gas, and, and, and it was drivable, but, yeah, without any doors, if I remember correctly, so... <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what what scares me about the feral pack too. Is you know that's three doors you could potentially be ripped off at once, (laughs) just with one of those packs. I will say though, one thing that surprised me, guys, in the sense that like I thought this would be a little bit harder to deal with, but it actually wasn't that hard to deal with. Is these preluded sites? I haven't actually found that many preluded sites of you guys because as the host, like maybe in multiplayer when you're actually in somebody else's game, it seems to be a little bit more preluded stuff. But as the host, I haven't really found that many preluded sites. I mean, you get, you know, your gun stores and stuff like that sometimes because it seems like it's preludes to your gun stores a little bit more. But other than that, I haven't really found that many places that are like, oh, this place is... When I did my, um, tried to do my legacy run through, there were a lot more that were preluded. Um, but lately, like in my nightmare run with my forever community, I have not seen a lot of preluded locations. So I don't know if that could be like a difference, but... yeah. No, I haven't found a pattern how it happens, but yes, I, I, I'd say only two or three times in my playthrough, I went and, and how it happens basically when you enter the, the site, it automatically shows you like everything is already looted right. and, and, and that's it. You just run out. And I was expecting way more of them, but uh, yeah. Just, I was too, yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, for me, basically all I've really found is like it seems like the gun locations are a little bit more preluded. So if it's a ammo shop or if it's one of those military roadblocks, like those seem to be preluded a little bit more often, but that's all I've really noticed. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I, I like those, those little things because it's, it's always was, was funny. Like there's a zombie apocalypse and there's enclaves and people around and, and, and people uh, need help and everything, but no one touched a thing. It, it was a bit funny. <laughs> so at least now, now we he- have the sense like we are not alone. Someone else looted this place. Like cool. I like those things. Yeah, it was probably Big Red. You know, he's looking for all those hostiles. Yeah, like, that's what I'm doing. Guns. I'm seeking out headshots. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing at this point. <laughs> so, if anything is preluded in your maps, guys, it's because Big Red was there. He came into your game. He looted all your stuff because he needs yep. to fight these. Hostiles, I'd like that so. to be part of my lore. Actually, if I could get well known enough, just as the get a character named after me, and he's just the guy, the guy that takes everything from the map. <laughs> Exactly. Like well, I got the I got the hair right? color for it, so that that'll work. <laughs> right. That's why I thought of that. <laughs> right. Big red, no swiping. 
That'd be an interesting tactic to put into the game too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. People will see the see you coming in their map. They have to shout that three times. Yep. Big red, no spiking. Creeping up and hit me the third time. I go, oh man, turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, anyone out there when you have kids, you'll um, definitely know what I'm talking about a little bit more because my daughter likes to watch that show a lot. So. <laughs> But yeah, um, another thing we have is we have some more achievements. We have 16 new achievements for Dread Zones and Nightmare Zones. They're worth 275 gamer score. And I don't know how many you guys, you guys have left, but currently I only have three left to get. What do you got, you guys? I, have, I haven't gone through in the individual ones, but um, I did just get the Fly Your Freak flag yesterday. Um, Thousand Influence from Killing Freaks. Um, so I just got that in my last run. Yeah, but me, will you believe if I told you I have no absolutely clue how how far and what I've come done? <laughs> well, I believe it. I mean, you're probably not focused on that like Big Red and I are, so... <laughs> I think some of them are quite easy. I think one of them are just entering the Nightmare Zone at, at the beginning of it, and so... Some yeah, there's honest. one for entering Nightmare and one for entering Dread, I believe. So basically, if you just enter it, then you can achieve it for that. Mm, cool. So, yeah, I, I I can check quickly, but I don't think... I haven't focused on them, so obviously it's what came naturally, that those I have. Yeah, if you want to check as we go through, because we're going to go through what the achievements are real quick. So, I mean, um, one of the ones that I haven't got yet is one of the harder ones to get. It's called Tried and Tested. And you have to complete the Legacy Arcs for all four leader types while in Dread Zone or Nightmare Zone. And I've completed the Legacy and Nightmare for Sheriff, for Warlord, and for Builder. The last one I'm going for is Trader, so um, hopefully by the end of next week I will have um, that achievement done because I'm hoping to have my Trader Legacy done. Yeah, that's definitely got to be the hardest one, which is why it's worth the most gamer score, um, just because it takes the most time and yeah, yeah it's worth thirty. By the way, I didn't mention that, but but yeah, it definitely takes a lot of time for that one. So I think it's gonna be the one that you know people take the longest time to get, and for some people that may be one that they never earn because I mean. Uh, I like how they put it where you can do Dread or Nightmare 2 because for the people that, you know, really can't um, handle Nightmare, which, you know, no uh, bad you know things there at all. I mean, if Nightmare isn't for you, then that's fine. You know, if your play style, uh, you prefer to play in Dread and, you know, Dread is where you're comfortable, then that's fine. And that's why I like how that's achievement. You can actually earn the achievement still in Dread. So yeah, there are, there are a couple that are specific to Nightmare, but none of them. I think it's like you complete like one legacy arc in nightmare or like kill all plague hearts in nightmare or then like entering a nightmare zone but other than that there are everything you can do in like a dread or a nightmare zone which yeah i think is nice because they're only like the really hardcore players are going to be you know going for the achievements in a nightmare zone right exactly so yeah i really appreciate that because it's fair for everyone you know because there's a players that don't really know the game as well they might be just starting the game like Maybe they just got the game, you know, two weeks ago, and they're just like, oh, wow, this new thing just came out. Let me get the game. And they don't really know the game well enough yet to actually complete Legacies and Nightmare Zones. So I do appreciate how they have that other option. Yeah, I, um, because back when I wanted the game to be harder, uh, it was like, I was very selfish and just wanted them to make the base game just harder itself. But I like that they did different difficulties because now you've got, you know, a difficulty level that'll satisfy like a hardcore player like me. And then, um, the standard mode, which will satisfy the people who just joined the game. Because I can't imagine being a new player going into Nightmare. 
I feel like I would not. I would get too frustrated and <laughs> not be able to play the game. You probably would. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Morris has any comment on that, but like, I think if I was a brand new player, if I had never played State of Decay in my life, you know, I never played State of Decay one. If I never played State of Decay two, like, if you just went from that perspective right into Nightmare, I think you probably wouldn't want to play the game after a couple hours. You'd be like, "This is way too hard. I can't handle this." So I'm glad that they have the the other option for difficulty levels. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely not for everyone, and I totally agree. There are some t- sometimes the games that you just play and you don't you don't feel any pleasure or any fun <laughs> being all the time uh, just just being punished. So yeah, it's it's. Awesome, they they made two two different difficulties. I totally agree. It's big red. Yeah, no, it definitely helps, and I'm definitely glad they did that because um, actually, when it first started out, when I played in the beta, it was actually set as only one mode, but they actually decided to split it up into two. So basically, what we now have as nightmare was only going to be like one mode, but they split it up into dread and nightmare. So um, if anyone didn't know that, you know, originally it was only going to be one, but they actually split it into two modes. So I do definitely appreciate that they did that because now it offers a medium difficulty where there wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. I just from my brief playthroughs of Dread, I could see like, like for me as an experienced player, I can play Dread and not have to worry too much, um, just because it's kind of that middle difficulty. But I can see where for players that wouldn't play as often or play more casually, uh, Dread would just be that nice added challenge when the standard mode gets too easy for you, which it eventually does. Absolutely. But the next two achievements we have, these are worth zero gamer score, and the reason mm-hmm. why is because they're secret achievements where the first one you have to die once in Dread or Nightmare Zone, and the next one you have to die three times in Dread or Nightmare Zone. And they put them as zero gamer score because there's some people that don't like to die to get their achievements, and they don't want to actually die, so they try to prevent themselves from dying, so... They tried to not get the achievements, and basically they wanted to have it not be part of the gamer score. That way it doesn't affect those people as much. But me personally, I still want the achievements anyways because I want to make sure I have all the achievements completed. So whether it has gamer score or not, I'm going to do it. So this is actually one of the ones I haven't achieved yet. Um, the one for dying once, I forced a character to die just to get that achievement. And so far I haven't died like for real in Nightmare or Dread Zone, so... I might have to force two more characters to die just to get the achievement. So hopefully I don't have to force that and I actually experience a real death. But um, if, if I not, may actually have this achievement and I didn't know it unless they, I don't know. Did they, were the achievements active the day it came out like right away? Okay. Then I, I probably have yes. both of them because on my first day I had a, a three, three person community wipe when I was trying to get those legacy boons. That was my first trial of nightmare mode. And I lost all three. Probably have it. Well, hey, great. Probably Boom. have it then, so. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you have I thought one of the I, thought I was going to have to so. do that, get these by accident, but I guess not. <laughs> but the next one we have up is called Call for Backup, and this one is play in a dread zone or nightmare zone with another human being, so that's worth 10 gamer score. Pretty simple. You just have to play with any other player, so it's really simple to get that one. Just play with another player. But next up, we have another simple one. Do not go gentle into that good night. That one is for entering a dread zone, which gives you five. And then also similarly, rage against the dying of the light. Enter a nightmare zone worth five. So again, very simple. You just enter the nightmare dread zone, you get the achievement. So those aren't really worth talking about too much because they're very simple to get. But one that is a little bit more worth talking about is called True Grit. This one, you have to survive until day 100 while in a dread zone or a nightmare zone. That's worth 15. 
Have you guys? Um, tried well, with my forever yet? community, I'll eventually get there. Does it have to be a hundred days spent in a dread or nightmare zone, or do you just have to reach day one hundred with your community while in a nightmare zone? Um, it's good that you asked that because I actually asked that myself. And basically, what you can do to cheat the achievement, I guess, is you can take a community that's already passed a hundred days into dread or Got nightmare. It. Okay, so I'll, I'm on day like fifty of my community. So when I get to day one hundred, I'll I'll just get that one. Great. Yeah. So like if you want to just really knock out the achievement, if you have a community like, oh, my community's on day 120, if you just move them into Dread or Nightmare, it'll automatically pop for you. No, that's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the question is, I think, we don't know yet, right? So uh, if, if those days sum up until uh, 100, or either you need to achieve exactly 100 with one community. We don't know the answer right yet, right? I mean, when, when I got mine, it was a community that had literally done 100 days, so you might be right, I guess. I mean, I'm assuming that if you have over 100 days, you can just automatically pop it, but well, uh, I know I got mine with a community that, like, my community was, like, at, like, I think 97 or 98 days, and then I moved them into Dreader Nightmare, and then I finished out like the last two days in their Twitter network. Yeah, so th that's how I got mine. I think that it means that the community ha ha needs to be 100 days, like played uh, 100 days. You, you can't play uh, four communities uh, 25 days each. I think that's... that's oh, right, right. That's, that's correct, yes. Mm, okay. Has to be one single community, yeah. But I mean, it shouldn't be too bad. You know, I definitely plan on getting that one legitimately with a community that's, you know, only in Dreader Nightmare the entire time. <laughs> Just it's going to take longer to do, and I wanted to finish off the achievements faster, so I figured, well, I'll pop it for now, and then I'll do it for real after I get the latest wounds. Yeah, I, for me, it's the same as for Big Red. Uh, my my longest community currently is in normal mode, fifty something days. So I don't have any community so far up to hundred days. So it's it's interesting challenge still for me. Oh yeah, I'm sure you can handle it. He'll, he'll be able to handle it. I and I've I think this is the longest I've had a community go has been uh, I think it's at like 53 or 54 days. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to day 100 in Nightmare. I think I can definitely handle it now with the community I've got. So it should be fun. Yeah, I've said it on stream and I'll say it on the podcast too. I'm actually considering my long-term community that has like you know all my stuff built up. Like it has my locker with like all the weapons, all you know. Uh, facility mods, all that stuff. I'm actually considering ending that community and then restarting it with uh, three people from that community in Nightmare Zone. That way I have you know, a fresh start with a full community because I don't really like how my long-term community started in Standard. I kind of want a long-term community that was fully built in Nightmare the entire time, so I might actually start over with my main community, which it's a hard decision to make because I already have all that time invested into getting all those items, but I'm kind of leaning towards doing it because I think it'd be kind of cool to have, okay, this community was never in another mode. Yeah, that'd be a cool test. The whole time. Uh, it'd be definitely, I think, the ultimate challenge would be starting off in Nightmare. Um, and, like, they would be legacy characters, but I think that's fair enough. But, like, I just want my three of my legacy characters to start in Nightmare. Yeah. Community themselves. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be great. Very hard. So I might actually do that. So if anyone, you know, uh, thinks I should do that, you know, hit me up in my Discord. Let me know, like, yeah, you should totally start over and make community. So I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know. Go for it, Blaze. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I mean, I think I'll probably do it after Undead Trials 4 ends, just so I have that community to use for Undead Trials 4. But after Undead Trials 4, I might try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, at least, I'll at least save them for Undead Trials 4, because I at least want some characters built up. So, 
But the next achievement is actually one that Big Red mentioned before. It's called Over the Rainbow. This is where you complete a legacy arc while in Nightmare Zone, which is worth 30. So you will have to complete a legacy arc in Nightmare at some point in order to get all the achievements. Yeah, I uh, that'll be a challenging one for me. I think, but I think I'm starting to get the hang of Nightmare mode and sort of the the tone of it. So I feel like if I were to take do what I did when I started and take a group of three and try to do a legacy, I feel like I could do it now. I probably have a better grasp on it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I mean, you just have to, you know, go for the right one. You know, uh, if you're going for Warlord, you might want to have a friend help you out, things like that. And, you know, similarly, uh, Peerless is the one where you have to kill all the play cards in a single Nightmare Zone. That's actually worth 40 gamer score. So I think that's actually the oh, highest yeah. one yeah, is right. uh, that one. But again, you know, it's definitely doable. So, I mean, you just have to, you know, take your time with it. You know, go out oh, and yeah. just build up your supply of C4 and you'll be good. But wait, what what it means all plague hearts in single nightmare zone? It's in one yeah. map, right? In one map, yes. It's not even all the maps. How how it's forty points? You have to kill them in in, in your legacy missions. No, it's 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 organically you are hunting them down, and they are not respawning. So it, if you are playing that hundred days, you will just get bored and start hunting them anyways. Actually, I didn't really think about it, but you make a great point, Morris, because completing a legacy in the Nightmare Zone, in order to complete a legacy, you have to kill the play cards anyway. Exactly. So why why is that less gamer score right. than you know killing all the play cards? Right, yeah. That should be You're the right. other way around. I, I was thinking, my first thought is, kill all play cards, let's assume all, it means three cities, it means three maps, that could be challenging. That, that I'm assigned for. But yeah, I just sorry, I'm <laughs> putting my mind out. No, you're definitely right. Cause, I mean, if you're completing a legacy, that should be worth the most because that means you have to kill the play cards in order to get to that point. So uh, I guess maybe you know they didn't think about that. Maybe I don't know. Like that seems to be maybe a little bit of an oversight because it, those uh, values should be reversed. You know, it should be forty for the legacy and then thirty for the play cards. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. File a complaint. Put it in the complaint box. <laughs> but next up is the first hurdle destroy a play card in a dread zone or a nightmare zone that's worth 15 you know pretty simple destroy one heart Mm -hmm. i think i've got that one i think i did that early on and next up is the one you spoke of big red fly your freak flag or a thousand influence from killing freaks and that's worth 20 points so basically this one's not too hard to get you just have to you know accumulate enough points so just keep killing freaks you know it's like a uh, hundred per juggernaut. So technically, if you kill ten blood plague juggernauts, you get it right there. Yeah, it's not a hard one, uh, especially because it's fun to kill freaks. I mean, they're definitely uh, harder, but I, I've enjoyed. I enjoy like all these packs and stuff. They're definitely hard to deal with, but it's it's fun to it's a fun challenge. Absolutely. And the next one up is called Close Call. Destroy an XL horde, a large horde with two screamers and a feral in a dread or nightmare zone. That's worth fifteen. Those extra large hordes are definitely a lot of fun, and I do have that one, but um, it was definitely mm-hmm. a lot of fun the first time I saw that horde. Um, and there was there was one right before that. I'm not sure if you saw, but I think it's the perfect. Oh, you're saving that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Saving that I'll, one. I'll, yeah, I'm saving that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, right, it's right. all good. <laughs> I'm just saving that one for the end. I, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at this close call. Um, destroy huge horde. I should should have it. But I have it assumed if there are uh, and there's always a lot of zombies uh, out there and which belongs to the horde and which doesn't to screamers and feral there's such horde going around 
I don't think I. I that was one that I got in um, when I did my dread playthrough a couple days ago. I got that achievement. I mean, basically, it's one that if you fight enough horrors, you'll eventually get it, no matter what, because you're gonna eventually encounter that horror. But um, I can't remember seeing this horror specifically, but I've seen so many different horrors that. I just destroy whatever horde, and, you know, eventually a pop for me, so. Oh, yeah, I'm just thinking, if there are only two screamers, it, yeah, and, and you need to pay attention, there's just one feral, that, that is specific set of horde you, you basically are uh, hunting. Yeah, see, I'm not really sure if it's actually, it has to be two screamers and one feral, that's the only way you can get it, like, it might be, because I can't remember when mine actually popped, but. There's ones that have, you know, juggernauts in the horde and stuff like that, too. So one of those might count, too. So uh, we'd have to ask, you know, the person that actually coded it. But um, I would assume that, you know, an extra large horde could be the ones that have the juggernauts, too. I would assume, but I, I can't, uh, you know, verify that. I'm just thinking if you, if you are fighting the horde and there are, I don't know, pack of um, screamers and, I don't know, another pack of ferals and you kill all of them, it still doesn't count because it's not this specific... Um, XL uh, horn, right? They... I don't think it would. I think it would all have to be traveling like one pack as like you know okay. a big conglomerate. Okay. It's hard to say because you'd have to really talk to the person that coded it. Be like, okay, no, it, in this instance it will achieve it. In this instance it won't. Like, so it, it's kind of a hazy one, I would say. But it's one of those ones that the more you play, the more likely you are to get it. I'd say. Yeah, for sure. But next up we have Pound of Flesh. Craft a case of blood plague cure. While in Dread Zone or Nightmare Zone, that's worth 15. So pretty simple. You just basically have to accumulate enough Blood Plague samples to actually do a case of Blood Plague here. So it's not really that hard. You just have to get in the samples for it. And I can mention it. You will definitely get those uh, Blood Plague samples as <laughs> really easy. Because now in the, when you kill the Plague Heart, there's a lot of them. I've seen, basically in our stream, no one was picking them up. I don't know why. I assume they are just worthless at the at, at, at nightmare zone because everyone is dropping them. There's everywhere on the ground and it's no use for them. Yeah, I usually pick most of them up because I mean it's still useful to have them for more blood plague cures. So I usually pick most. Of yeah, them I usually up. stockpile it just in case for long term blood plague cure. Exactly, and you know that is actually one of the achievements too is blood farmer extract twenty plague samples from a plague juggernaut in dread zone or nightmare zone. So these have to actually be from plague juggernauts themselves, but. Um, this is worth 20 points. So, again, that's not really too hard, you know, because the play juggernauts, I think they usually drop about four or five per juggernaut. So, essentially, you're talking, you know, maybe like four or five yeah, juggernauts. So, it's bad. not really that bad. So, so it's basically yeah, two fights. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> that's probably true. But there's only two uh, achievements left we haven't talked about. And both of these are ones that I think are going to take you a little bit longer to get. One of them is called Is There No One Else? Destroy 100 Hordes in Dread Zone or Nightmare Zones. It's worth 30 uh, gamer score. And this one is definitely one that you're going to have to you know, play a little bit longer to get, but it's not really that hard to get. It's just you have to you know keep grinding, keep playing the game, and then eventually you get to 100 Hordes. Yeah, that, that, that'll just be one that I think won't be necessarily very hard, but it'll just take a long time to do. I gotta love that they actually called it that, though, because it you know reminds me of... Um, <laughs> Troy, when you know, he says, <laughs> yep. "Is there oh, you're no not one else?" <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So, definitely, um, great scene there. I think I actually got the either wrong, but either <laughs> way. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's a great one. And then the last one I saved for last because this is actually the um, third of three achievements that I don't have yet. 
and I have to get this one still. It's called Throw Your Love Around. And what you have to do is reach maximum morale while in Dread Zone or in Nightmare Zone, which is worth 25 points. And this is one that I'm probably going to save for after I do my Legacy. So after I beat my Treasure Legacy, I'll pop that achievement. And then the only ones I'll have left, I'll have this. And I'll have the one where I have to die a couple times. But this one, you kind of have to build up a community first, I think. Because you're going to have to probably kill all the Blood Plague Hearts to you know, get more morale that way. And you're probably going to have to settle in a big base that we can like build a lounge, you know, use a lounge to get some more morale, things like that. So I'm not at that stage yet because I'm trying to speed run through the uh, legacies. So this is probably going to be one that I have to use my uh, big community with like 10 people to get that. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the only way you could really get to max morale it would be to have like a, a well-crafted community and a well-crafted um, base that is specifically focused to get to max morale. Um, you may even have to, I don't know if you could do it, maybe you could, but you may even have to make some sacrifices to your base just to get that achievement, you know, take out a couple facilities here just to put in a, a lounge or what, whatever you would need. Right. I'm kind of curious, actually, have you guys gotten to 100 morale before? The I have not. Or no? Oh, you have? Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not, not as, as hard to uh, go with the brewery and uh, exactly as you mentioned, the lounge and just, I'd say it's it's probably easier in, in nightmare mode if you get rid of uh, blood plague or, or plague heart and then the morale goes up I think yeah, a bit right. more that's kind of what I say yeah, and, and shouldn't be as, as hard and I just if, if I can for the previous uh, where you mentioned where we had what's the uh, destroy hordes I, I'm just checking my achievements and uh, destroying 100 hordes hordes doesn't seem so hard because I have played literally nightmare mode for nine hours, uh, two times four hours, and then one stream is uh, under labs. And I see this um, achievement I have unlocked at 76%, which means I just made rough calculations. If you play the game for 12 hours and just kill, as, as well, you have the same ability as I'm killing them, you will have those 100 hordes. Yeah. That that easy. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but I mean, you have to take into account, too, that, you know, not everyone's going to be as good at the game as you are, so, like, if you're a little bit worse at the game, it might take you a little longer. Oh, well, I have two dead community members, so that, that, that shows something. And, yes, and only from those nine hours, only one hour I was playing with multiplayer, so the rest of eight of them is single player, so, and I was playing kind of cautious and, and let's say... Uh, right, but you're so. also you know you're also the famous Russian guy that got second place <laughs> in the Dead Trials too. So like you're a little bit better than most players. Yeah, oh, okay, so. okay, I'll take that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I mean, I, I think for most people, it's going to take them a little bit longer to get it. But I, I do get your point that you know maybe it's not as hard as we thought. Yeah, and, and just uh, still, still a reminder. And I was playing pure zero without any boons, any previous characters, a, any transformation from previously stacked up I, I was on the worst case scenario so for normal people if they take their normal community and then transfer to well to tune up the difficulty it should be kind of equal so yeah just saying it's, it's not as hard as it sounds no makes sense to me i mean um i think the hardest one like we said at the top is going to be the one that you have to get all four boons so that's going to be the hardest one because it takes a lot of time and it's going to take a lot of effort to get all four uh, legacy boons yeah definitely agree with that that wouldn't be an artist, for sure. 
But what is your favorite thing, guys? I will start with uh, Big Red. What is your favorite thing mm, from the new Favorite movie? specific thing? You know what? Yesterday, the moment I had where I had like a horde of 30 plus zombies and with a bunch of specials, and it was like actually a challenge to take it out. I'd say probably like the bigger size hordes um, is probably my favorite thing. And just the overall frequency of zombies. I mean, they're everywhere. It it makes the game so much harder and so much more fun. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. You know, I, I love the big hordes as well, and it, it makes it a lot more challenging and it makes it a lot more exciting too. So I definitely can respect that one. Uh, Maris, how about you? What's your favorite new thing about the update? All right, I, I'll go a bit different road here. Uh, my absolute favorite thing in the game currently, this difficulty, is that dark side of the game. Meaning, not specifically some kind of things, I'd, I will not mention anything of the of the notes, but what I like is what how they turn the game from, I'm the best, I got all the resources, no one can, everyone I face, I take down with, with my uh, 50 cal uh, rifle and everything. And how the game now currently is like how actual zombie apocalypse will, well, would happen. I mean, there is no hope. Everything is bad. You are just last, last standing hope that the feeling, what I'm trying to uh, say is the feeling that when you play the zombie apocalypse game, it shouldn't be fun and la laughing how we did previously, right? So it, right. how, how the game is turned, like the, the emotions, the feelings that Every every community member that you bring back home gives this satisfaction, like you are still alive. And I, I, for me, it's it's that's the most important. No, I definitely understand that too. And you know, for me, I'm gonna go a little bit off the board here, and I'm gonna actually mention one that we barely touched on. But for me, the most exciting new thing is actually that the blood plague hearts actually have you know weapons and items in them now because for me that's something that's really unique and it's made it a lot more fun for me and it makes it a lot more rewarding when you take out a heart when you take out a heart it's like oh yes look at all this cool stuff inside this heart and i think that's a really cool idea they made there so for me that's one of the coolest things they actually put in there and i didn't think i would enjoy it as much as i do but it's really actually fun when you take out a heart it's like oh look what i found in this heart i found this gun i found you know these meds, like, that's actually pretty cool. So I, I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will just mention it here. Uh, it's, it's, I will not take credit because probably there's nothing to do with me, but I'm the only one, I think, who, if you check the Xbox, um, the stats, I have basically killed least possible play cards because I found no reason for killing them. Whenever I played, it's like, I don't care if there's a play card. I was just, I was, <laughs> Not even bothering to stop and, and, and try and anything. And, and actually, yeah, you are mentioning this point. Now there is way, way more reasons and, and a lot of, well, basically now I will aim them down and, and hunt them. So yeah, it's, Definitely. it's nice, nice how they turned around this boring red thing in the buildings. Like, yes, there is a loot. I need that. And you know, maybe they actually stole it from you because, you know, you are famous for your Maris box, so maybe that's where they got the idea. They're like, hey, this, this play card can be a Maris box. We can put all this stuff in there. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that. So that, that must be how they got the idea. They must be like, oh, yeah, that Maris guy, you know, remember when he died and he made a body bag? Like, we could use that with the play card. <laughs> that, that was absolutely insane. If, if that, that's the way how they thought it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they keep that behind closed doors. That's like the big secret. So, 
Yeah, uh, if prob probably it was not uh, meant like that, but uh, I, let, let's go with the least favorite thing from the new update. And I'll just again, I will be soft on Undead Labs, but least favorite thing I, for me currently, I think is that this difficulty came out just now. I mean, this normal mode we have played, I have played everything in and out, all played with the cars, with the weapons, with the maps, and, and, and basically, I was already tired of it and I would probably the best case scenario would when I started the game the dread mode was there and then they now came up with the nightmare mode so this dread mode mo uh, what I'm trying to say I, I missed the point where this uh, difficulty dread zone uh, was not at the beginning when the game was released so that's that's a bit shame. How about you? Big I was you trying to think about that I don't know because there's so many things that I Love about the new update. Yeah, go ahead. I can go first if you want. Uh, for me, I would kind of say I like most things about the update. You know, when I was in beta, my least favorite thing was the durability of the cars. But um, from the beta to what we actually got as the final product, they actually did fix that where the cars do have a little bit more durability. Because believe it or not, the car durability in Nightmare, it actually felt a little bit worse in beta. So they actually did, you know, increase that a tiny bit. So. Uh, I'm glad that happened because, you know, in beta, like, I'd hit one rock and, like, the car would be smoking. So I definitely appreciate that that was, you know, fixed a tiny bit. But, um, so basically because that was fixed, my least favorite thing would probably be where if I'm spawning into a new nightmare map, like, with a new community or something, I sometimes get hit by, like, oh, there's a horde of armored zombies right next to me. Or, oh, there's a blood plague juggernaut right here. Like, I... I kind of find that to be my least favorite thing because it feels a little bit unfair that you spawn into a map and all of a sudden, like, instantly, there's, like, this horde on you, and that feels a little bit unfair to me. So I would think that, you know, maybe when you first spawn into the map, maybe for, like, the first, you know, 10 minutes of that map, you at least have a little bit of a grace period where, like, for the first 10 minutes, you're not going to see, like, all these special hordes. So I think for me, I don't know if you guys experienced that, but I think for me, like, for the first, like, ten minutes of the game, you probably shouldn't be seeing all those special hordes. I'm thinking... Uh, I'm not quite sure if there is no such, I don't know, safe zone, but I had a feeling there was one. Uh, when when the first uh, I played through, it, it was exactly like in first ten minutes, I haven't seen any pack, any blood uh, juggernaut, and only when I already, I think I have... Well, I guess you've been lucky then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I think it's randomized, so it, for me it was just a random, but... But I had this feeling like, come on, where is all the all the hard stuff? And and only when I have built the infirmary, then the first pack popped up, and and then well, then when I went. popped into my first <laughs> nightmare community in that tiny little parking lot in the corner of Cascade Hills, um, there was a pack of armored zombies just just to my right, a pack of ferals just down the road, and a juggernaut right outside of the Justino house. So yeah, and that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's like I'm sure maybe you'd agree with me, Big Red, that like that feels a little bit much when you first spawn in. Like for players like us, you know, I wasn't really that worried about it. I handled it. You know, I, I moved on with my day. But for players that are a little bit less experienced, I feel like that'd be a really big deterrent for them because you know, imagine if this is your first time in Nightmare. Like you finally got used to dread. You're like, okay, I got used to dread. I'm ready for this. Let's let's go into Nightmare. It's like 
oh crap, there's this armor horde, there's this, these ferals. Like the first thing you spawn, and all of this is right next yeah, to you. Yeah, like, yeah, um, pretty insane. Like, can I go back to dread now? Yeah, if they could give, <laughs> they could at least let them like get in their first base or give them five minutes or something just to get set. That'd be nice. Yeah, just like a five minute grace period. Just like, okay, I claim my first base, yeah. and now I can like actually get into it. Like you should just have like a little bit of grace period until that first base I, is claimed. I, I probably beg to differ here a little bit. As you mentioned, if you are coming from Dread Zone already, it means you know the game, you know the mechanics, you know the zombies, you know the threats and all that. So if you are popping up in Nightmare, well, I think the game should slap you right away. There shouldn't be any grace period. And another point, if you are total noob and first time just install the game, I don't know, just bought the Xbox and you are entering Nightmare right away without any intro, well, that's on you. That's on you, dude. <laughs> So I, I, that's my yeah. way of thinking. Which I can respect that, but what I will make as a counterpoint, though, is if you're going into this as you're transferring maps, you're transferring, okay, I'm transferring from Dread to Nightmare, or if you're starting a brand new community, you're not going to have access to a full locker of stuff because say you're going into your map like, okay, you know, Big Red's been playing Dread, he's been playing Dread forever, and he spawns into his map, he gets done for the day, you know, he uh, shuts off his Xbox or whatever he has, you know, shuts it off. And then the next day he comes back, he's playing that same community, then okay, you have access to that stuff and you can prepare ahead of time. But if you're jumping right into Nightmare, you don't have time to repair because it, say it's a brand new community, you have nothing to repair with. So you're jumping in there, you have like, oh, they gave me a stick to fight with. Like, all you have is like this stick to fight with. So you don't actually have anything repaired yet. So you have no opportunity to repair for like, say, oh, there's a big armored horde or, oh, there's two blood juggernauts next to me. So that's my one counterpoint there is that you don't have any time to repair for that, whereas in other situations you have time to repair. So there's no actual strategic aspect to that because you didn't get to repair, it just hits you right in the head. And I, I, I see your point, and yet again, imagine if there's now a zombie outbreak. There is no time for prepare. It's like it's hitting you right away. You grab what you have and you fight what you, what, what, what they basically what you have, right? So it's kind of still. Yet again, we are in this place where it, it, it is how it should be. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I'll, I'll say for me personally, I can deal with it. You know, if it if it always stays that way, I'm perfectly fine. Like, I'll deal with it. I'll get on with my day. You know, my characters are built up well enough that they can handle it. But I'm just trying to stick up for the people that maybe, you know, aren't as used to that and the people that might not, you know, be as attracted to that. Yes, we, you have to have a, a little element of insanity to take on Nightmare, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, all the people that take on Nightmare with us, you know, we're happy you're part of our exactly. clan. You're part of the insane we're not alone. Us, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. I... But I guess basically that's my point, is that I'm just trying to stick up for players that, you know, maybe aren't as prepared for it as, you know, we all know what we're getting into. There's probably players out there that aren't as prepared for that. So I'm just trying to stick up for them a little bit and say, like, you know, maybe for those players, a five-minute yeah, grace yeah, period. Yeah, I'd say you're definitely nice right. Um, my thing, my least favorite part um, is, so I had this problem in standard mode, too, where I'm sure you guys have seen it. If you're driving along, sometimes a horde will just spawn there, um, like right on top of your car. So that I has see, been happening... Yeah for me with bloater packs, feral pack, like any sort of pack or horde that has been happening 
for me. And I think like, it, thankfully I've been able to react fast enough not to have it happen, but um, it's like a bloater pet just spawns on top of you and all of a sudden you're, you know, covered in bloater smoke and you get out of your car and there's another horde there. That could be a death sentence, honestly. And I would hate for a death sentence to be because of lag in the game or a sort of glitch. So I'd say that's probably my least favorite part. I wish that if there was a way they could fix that delay of when the hordes appear, you know? Well, I mean, for that, you just gotta be a better driver. You know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm currently trying to, to, to get my, my memory about the glitch. You mean the popping up zombies? They are just while you are driving? I tried to. I mean, I always thought that was. The <laughs> yeah, the the, the, the zombies can teleport right in front of you. Yeah, it's a, the the zombie tele zombie teleportation is a new thing in Nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I just I just have hard time uh, remembering any such instance in in playthrough, but uh, it's probably on uh, maybe on the Xbox. And maybe uh, maybe it's a console difference. thing. It could be. I think what you're forgetting, Big Red, is you're supposed to use your Matrix skill then. So if you use your exactly skill, or my Jedi mind it. trick or Jedi uh, senses that I can use to hear them coming. Yeah. So I mean, why aren't you using these things? You, know, you just I don't. Use I don't have any Jedi's. I don't have any Red Talon Jedi's in my community, unfortunately. I know. Ah uh, dang! Yeah, mm -hmm. You got to talk to somebody <laughs> to get those. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, though, I mean, I, I definitely get what you're saying there, and I think that's just an unfortunate nature of the beast, you know, I mean, they're definitely trying to work on that, you know, they always try to work on, like, the car mechanics, because in State of Decay 2, the cars have always been, you know, kind of wonky, but it's a fun kind of wonky, you know, where, like, oh, the car just went 10 miles in the air, it's kind of a fun thing, you know, most of the time, but I would say, you know, in your defense there, like, in Nightmare it becomes a little bit less fun because in Nightmare, it's already hard enough that like, if there's some kind of weird like glitch like that in Nightmare, it's like, oh man, you know, part of me feels like this is fun, but part of me is yeah, like, Yeah, oh, I don't really go into Nightmare to have fun. <laughs> like flying 10 million, 10 million feet in the air or whatever was like fun in standard mode. It's like, whoa, that was wacky. Great clip I can put on my YouTube. But like now it's like, oh great, I lost my forever character because... I ran into a bloater pack and had to bail. Yeah, the the summer the summary of the nightmare itself it it was funny and I think I was the only one when when we we had uh, in the K fest and and everyone played and it's like how is it and everyone like it's so fun and so exciting and I'm sitting like the game punishes you at every step you take. <laughs> I don't know how about you, but in my in in, in my by my books. If you are being all the time punished, it's not fun. It, it, it's not funny. It's it's everything else but fun. <laughs> but Mara, you're you're forgetting what team I was a part of in Under Trials Three. Like, look at look at my team name, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, so, don't, don't, for me, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, don't get me wrong. The the game is exciting. It's punishing. It's challenging. It's it's something that we asked for, and I I will pr play and and get all those achievements and everything. But but. Being constantly under the stress because it, it's constant stress when you play Nightmare. It's the fun is let's say a little bit less than you would expect from any enjoyment you do in your life. <laughs> Just yeah, it's it's my perception how I see this. It's it's amazing and then less fun, more challenging. Well, I, I definitely can see that too. But for me, you know, it, it's challenging and it's fun at the same time. I mean, for me, I I love this new update and. 
basically everything about it, I think they nailed perfectly. So, you know, thumbs up to Undead Labs. You know, all of you did amazing on this update, and I, I really appreciate it, and I can't wait for the new map. So, you know, once that new map is yep, ready, I'm I ready love to Undead Labs. They did a great job. But unless you guys have any other comments on Choose Your Own Apocalypse, so we'll yeah, kind of uh, wrap up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I said everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So. <laughs> So just to reiterate, uh, some of our news from the top of the show for everyone. The next stream that I do will be on Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience, and that's going to be Sunday on the original Borderlands. I'm possibly going to uh, cover Borderlands 3 for the podcast and streaming. So uh, as kind of like a test or a prep for that, I'm going to play the original Borderlands from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. And that'll kind of give me a little bit of a gauge like, OK, you know, do people want to see Borderlands? Is this... um you know, a game that people would like to see me cover. So that'll be a little bit of gauge for me, just kind of, you know, test things out a little bit. So that's going to be my next stream. The next podcast is going to be next Saturday, Saturday, April 20th on Generation Zero. And I have streamed that game a little bit. I haven't podcasted on it in a while. So this will be like the first intro podcast, kind of, you know, telling all about the game. So stay tuned for that. And then as we talked about the top of the show as well, Undead Trials 4 is coming back. That is going to be Tuesday, April 23rd. It'll come back. Registration should be open when you're hearing this. So look in the show notes. I'll have some links. Uh, there'll be a link to the Undead Trials Discord. Uh, hopefully a registration link as long as that's uh, made. So competition is going to be in teams of three. And all three of you will compete in one solo event each to earn points. And then you'll all compete in one team event too. So basically each player is going to compete twice. And you're all going to earn points for your team. So say uh, Big Red, Morris, and I are on a team. I'll do one event, get some points. Morris will do one event, get some points. Big Red will do one event and get some points. And all that gets added to our total. And then we'll all come back for one event together as a team. And we'll earn points as well. And then basically the team that has the most points in their like pool, that team will be the champions. So that is how that's going to work. So start thinking about who you want for your teams and... You know, sign up for that. We'd really love to have everyone uh, jump into Undead Trials 4. So I know um, Morris is going to be repping for it. Big Red said he's going to get the Gucci gang back together. So should be a lot of fun. And then any prizes for that will be announced. So stay tuned on Twitter, Discord, things like that for any prizes. But Morris, if people want to find you, how can they find you? Oh, they just need to come to Russia. <laughs> Yeah, just go to Russia, look for the uh, one house on the left there by the lake, and there he is. <laughs> exactly. I'll be sitting at my PC waiting for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can be found uh, on, on YouTube and um, Twitch. I have other platforms as well, but those are the main two. I'm, I'm mostly streaming and putting videos out, and um, look for ML Morris and... That should be it. Yeah, and he's been playing a lot of uh, Tropico 6 lately, I believe, right? So people want to check that out. They can find out content for that. Oh, yeah. I'm a bit excited for the moment. And I want to play it through so I can put it in my shelf and, and, and be done with this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another game he's playing, if you guys want to check that out. So definitely give him some love. I'll have um, a link for his YouTube in the show notes as well. And then Big Red, how can people, people find, can find me on Twitch? Uh, at Big Red one 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 five. That is my birthday. In case anybody is curious, um, yeah, I'm sure nobody I cares. Never but did that. So I just, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was born November sure 2015. Does, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Uh, right. You just turned. <laughs> and then uh, you can also find me on Twitter at 
big red gaming four. And is there anything else besides State of Decay you've been playing lately? It's most been State of Decay, um, but I also have been getting into some Fallout 76 here and there, and I've thought about streaming a little bit of NBA 2K, because the 2K League is happening now, and I may try to go for that next year. Awesome. Well, good luck with that, and hopefully you make it if you go for it. And if people want to find me, you can find me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can find me on Xbox Live or Twitter at Blaze Experience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. You can also find me on Discord. That will be in the show notes. I have a YouTube as well and a Facebook, but both of those I don't use as often. So if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Twitter or Discord is the faster way to do so. And also, if you like the content you're hearing here today and you also like the content in my streams, one great way to support me is on Patreon. Patreon is a way to support content creators, and basically it's a way to give back to us for the content that we make. So if you support us for as little as $1 a month, then you're going to get some extra rewards for that. I have four different tiers. There's a tier for $1, $5, $10, and $15. So if you'd like to support us for as little as $1 a month, you'll get extra rewards. And this is something that's completely optional. You don't have to do it, but if you uh, end up doing it, then I definitely appreciate it. And uh, many thanks to you for doing so. But that being said, if you want to find the podcast, then you're obviously already listening to it. But if you want to find it on other platforms, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, we're on Radio Public, Blueberry, Podbean, many other directories. So basically anywhere you want to find us, we're probably there. So just uh, search in Google if you want, search for The Blaze Experience, and you'll find us somewhere. And if you don't like to use apps, then you can always join our Discord. And in our Discord, there's a channel that has all the episodes that I've ever done uh, in one small spot for you. So it's basically all in one, you know, easy to find area that you can find all the direct links. But thank you again, Morris, for being here. And thank you again, Big Red, for being here. I really appreciate you guys being yep, here. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, no problem. Hope <laughs> yeah, to have you guys it. back soon. So thank you again. Yeah, sure. And Thank you, as always, for the listeners for listening. So thank you very much for listening to The Blaze Experience.